In this parable, Jesus is, is explaining his whole kind of mission here. And the mission is this. That the Father is the King, and the King has sent His Son to go and invite everyone to the King's banquet, ultimately to heaven. What do they do with the King's messengers? They mistreat the King's messengers and they kill them. That's Jesus. So Jesus comes to invite everyone to the King's home, to His banquet in heaven. And a lot of people just ignore the messenger, Jesus, and then some others mistreat Him and kill Him. What will the king then do to these people? Well, the king will destroy them for what they've done, for having rejected him and for having killed their servants. Then at the end of this, we see this wedding, this person who has come to the king's banquet, but he's inappropriately dressed. Just so you know, for a king's castle, if you were not appropriately dressed when you entered the narthex, like our narthex here, they would give you the proper clothing to wear to be part of, to be in the presence of the king. So this man, the uninvited guest, had no reason not to be appropriately dressed. It's that there is a parable about somebody trying to get into heaven on their own terms. We will not get into heaven on our terms. It's on the king's terms. And of that uninvited uninvited guest, he was bound, thrown into the darkness outside where there would be wailing and grinding of teeth. Now think of this parable as Jesus is saying it. The people don't understand who the king is. They don't understand who the messengers are. They don't understand who the villagers are that he's referring to. It's to them. But they do understand what a king is, and they do understand what a wedding banquet is, and the wedding banquet of a king would be incredible. 99% of people would have lived very simple, would have had a very simple diet. So think of, it's not until the 1500s that the Spice Islands, Indonesia, are discovered by the Europeans, and they bring back black pepper. I mean, you're eating your potatoes for all these centuries without any salt and pepper on them. The food is incredibly barren, and it's just bread with no butter. This is, they're eating incredibly simple, plain foods. And here's this invitation to come to the king's banquet. He's got all kinds of, you know, things to eat, scrumptious, wonderful things, sweets, etc. And you're not going to go. Why wouldn't you go? Why don't they go to the king's banquet? For the same reasons that Lucifer and the fallen angels refused to serve God. Because they didn't want to serve the king. If they go to the banquet, then they acknowledge that the king is the king and that they're his subjects. And they don't want to acknowledge that. They want to be their own kings, their own gods. So they will refuse the invitation to the true king and the true God in the illusion that they they are their own. And it's purely an illusion. The other is, too, and this gets into a metaphor about our own day and time. Why do Catholics blow God off? Why do most Catholics not pray? Why do most Catholics not go to Mass? Why do most Catholics not go to confession? Why do most Catholics not serve Jesus Christ in his church at all? And these answers are because they think they're their own gods. And they think like this man in the end that in the end I'll get into heaven on my own terms. False, 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 false. Or as Donald Trump would say, wrong.
own kind of thing. And some of it's just vice, vice is law. Yeah, I acknowledge that Jesus is God and the Catholic Church is truth and all that, but I'm just such a lazy person, I'm just not going to get myself up one day a week to put myself together and to go to, to go to Mass and to worship Jesus Christ and to serve Him. I'm not even going to give Him that much because I'm just lazy, filled with sloth. Or there's this other sense of obligation. Well, if I go to the king's wedding banquet, won't, won't I be obligated to give him something in return? I don't want to lift a finger for the king. I don't want to lift a finger for Jesus. I'm like the fallen angels. I'm my own God. I am arrogant. I am selfish. I am lazy. And that's what they are. And you can let them know. Admonishing sinners is a spiritual work of mercy. Be careful about it, but they need to know that truth. All right. Why did some of those invited attack the king's messengers? Wasn't it enough to blow, just simply blow the king off and ignore him? Why did they have to kill the messengers? Well, those messengers pricked their consciences. They didn't appreciate having their conscience pricked. I enjoyed living in my arrogance. And here you brought light into my darkness, and I didn't appreciate that light. How dare you? It stung my eyes. You brought the truth to me, and I wanted to live in my little fantasy lie that I could live for myself and still make it to heaven one day. I'm really mad at you for doing that. I'm really mad at you for telling me I need to go to Mass. I'm really mad at you for telling me that hell exists. Jesus preaches on it all the time. Far more than Father Nathan does. Preaches on it all the time. And I know that it's really hard to have those conversations with people, right? And then honestly, some of you are the people I'm talking about. You just happen to come to Mass today, and God is speaking to you through Father Nathan here. Like, oh, I should be coming every Sunday and on the Holy Days, these other kinds of things. But at least once in a blue moon, at least once in a rare while, we need to say to the husband or the wife that doesn't go to Mass, or doesn't pray, doesn't go to confession, the son, the grandchild, the daughter, the granddaughter, the brother, the sister. Hey, you know there's hell. There's hell. If you believe in heaven, you have to believe in hell because they're both revealed to us from the same one source, Jesus Christ, heaven and hell. Before Jesus came, hell was Sheol, the abode of the dead, and there was no heaven. He revealed to us both places. And he makes it clear that those going to heaven are on a narrow, difficult road if you choose it. And the broad, easy path is the one that almost everyone chooses. You're on the broad, easy path. You have the comfort now of knowing that you're with the majority on earth. And it sure feels good sleeping in on Sundays, right, and blowing God off. But believe me, it will not feel good for eternity. So please, because I love you, Please start praying every day. Come to Mass. Go to confession. And start serving the Lord. He's your only ticket to paradise. You rip up that ticket. You throw it away. You ignore it. You ignore its destination. All right. What can we do to help these people who blow the Lord off? What do we do? Well, this is what we do. We have a conversation with them. We have a con- we make it clear we have a conversation with them. 
a very respectful conversation, loving and sensitive to who they are, their situation in life, and, and the rest. But we just make sure that we know that they know what the truth is. And then we proceed to be a saint. All right? Absolutely. I mean, there is no more effective way to bring another person to Jesus Christ than me being a saint. That means that I have to pray every day. I have to go to confession frequently. I have to go to Mass every Sunday and the Holy Days of Obligation. I need to be a steward of the church with my time, talent, and treasure. I need to join things, not only for my own good, but for the good of others. I need to serve God. And others see that in us, right? Wow, once a week this person disappears from the house to go to Mass. This person is tired. This person is volunteering in some way with something to serve the Lord. This person I see praying every day. This person has spiritual reading. This person I even think goes to confession. These are things that a person in that orbit can't help but notice those things and also sort of kind of have their conscience pricked. Well, where am I with God? And then you come and tell them about the wonderful things of heaven and that you're going to go there and there's an excellent chance they won't because they're blowing God off in this life. And it's not worth it. It's not worth it blowing God off. It's not worth it. And then I'm going to add another ingredient. Penance. To do penance for them. They're not doing penance for their own sins. Someone's got to pay that price. So maybe you do some of the penance for them. I'm reminded of St. John Vianney, who's patron saint of parish priest. St. John Vianney converted the whole town of Ars. I mean, they, they were devout Catholics, almost to a person in Ars by his death. Not just going to Mass on Sundays. They all did that. They all did the precepts, the bare minimum. But the vast majority of the people in that town dressed very modestly and very plainly. They all would pray every day the rosary. They, a half the town or more would be going to the church multiple times during the week for many different reasons. Because that man was a saint. He was modeling something for them that was beyond this world. But the other was that John Vianney did incredible penances, living on a potato a day, kind of thing. As he got older, he couldn't survive on that anymore and had to also have a cup of buttermilk, too. So a cup of buttermilk and a potato a day, sort of thing getting two hours of sleep at night, and even then the Satan attacking him nightly, etc. And then spending hours and hours in the confessionals, up to 14 hours in the confessional. There would be some, this, some of the men in the parish would go to the confessional at midnight, stop the line to great protests, and carry him out of the confessional because he had been in there for 14 hours. They had literally had to carry him home. He'd just do penance for them, die for them, everything for them. A priest had asked him, what kind of penance should I give people? You know, so let's say somebody says, oh, Father, bless me for I've sinned. It's been 30 years since I went to confession. And I've cheated. I've done all these other things, etc., etc." And then the priest thinks, wow, you should, you know, for 30 days straight, you know, eat nothing but bread and, and pray the rosary and go to Mass every day for 30 days. That, that would be kind of equal to your sins or whatever. No priest does that, by the way. But John Vianney would say, give him an Our Father 
And then the rest of the penance you do for them. You do the penance for them. You do it for them. And I think about that and I think, well, they made it to confession. And in some of these people in ours, they came from all over France to go to confession to John Vianney. That was their penance. The, the, the time they took to travel to, to inconvenience themselves, to go to confession. That was, in a way, their penance. And then he'd do the rest. And he'd get some doozies. People had been decades and decades since their last confession. And he'd just do their penance for them. And it worked. It worked. So if you want everyone in your life to go to the wedding banquet, to go to heaven, then you need to let them know about both heaven and hell. Let them know that you don't get into heaven on your own terms. You get into heaven on the Lord's terms. And his terms are for you to worship him and serve him, to pray every day, to go to Mass on Sundays and the Holy Days of Obligation, to go to confession, and to be a steward of the church, to serve in some way. That would include your pocketbook, too. And then you be a saint. You be a saint. You model that for them, and there's great grace in being a saint. And that grace God will apply to their conversion. And you might not see their conversion. It might be after your death that they're saved. It might be on their deathbed that they're saved. And then finally this, you do penance for them. Someone's got to pay the price for their sins. If they won't pay it, then you pay it. And the beauty of all of this is you might just see them one day in the beatific vision of heaven.